You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the Weekly Review, the radio show which is also a podcast hosted by two grown parents who try to keep up with era-defining pop culture with the help of a young member of the Z generation who understands the ever-changing internet landscape better than Sir Richard Attenborough understands wildlife. This week, we ponder on the price of going to see major pop stars in very large arenas, the Grammys, The Last of Us on HBO, new music from Blur's Graham Coxon and Rose Eleanor Dougal, and we've come up with a basic etiquette on how to behave within a festival, because we like coming up with ways of behaving in society, since it's crumbling to pieces and we have a duty for the sake of humankind. So let's uh, begin saying two or three things about what everyone is, has been talking about in the music world uh, this week. Except I've not been talking about it. I know you love the Grammys, Ben. You, you're just stand dying to come in here. I can't stand the Grammys, the Brits, the Oscars, the, oh, the, the Golden Globes. Yeah. They're all just pointless. They're utterly pointless. But you have to the admit Goyers, the that as for entertainment prizes, at least they do sometimes put on a good show like you see artists performing with lovely lavish uh, backdrops what huh? they bring is our chance to be haters and i love being a hater so that i'll give them that like they allow me to be a hater like um i don't know all the people that's been nominated no, not all the people that they I'm not, yeah, Beyonce was nominated, but she didn't win. Of course uh, she won. I, she won, but she didn't win no, for she, It's like they made a category saying like, not album of the year, um, a prize for a woman who her name starts with B and with Hang Beyonce. On, it, it was like dance has, electronic music. That's like quite well she established. Won, yeah, yeah, yeah but it's not if you're album. Beyonce. Like you should have won that one and then Poor album of the year. Music. You remind me of of someone who who took <laughs> who away Taylor Swift's moment to say Beyonce had the best video of all time. Period. Rem Wasn't there a few yeah, shouts? I kind of understand him now. Ah, now you understand. <laughs> no. Now the world no. understands. No, but Harry Styles. I mean, look. Um, um yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm not gonna criticize um that Harry won. But I am, but I'm not, <laughs> but I, I don't have the time. But I loved like keeping on track of being a hater. I also love seeing other celebrities being haters. Like when Charlie XCX made a post on Instagram or she commented on somewhere like being like, ha, I was snubbed from the Grammys because Crash, the best album after Motomami um, this year, had didn't have a single nomination like not even like Rosalia, like a pointless um, category. <laughs> she didn't even have that. Hang on, I thought you liked the Grammys. I'm the one that dislikes it. You're uh, no, 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 no. You, you can tell I hate it too, but, but I love hating. So I kind of ah. love this. Um, and then Grimes commented on, on this, um, what Charlie said. And she was like, I was on the, what do they call the people that... Um, sure, committee. Or you. What? what she's the committee, the yeah. Judges, no, yeah. Once you're nominated, you become part of the academy. You become a member, like in the Oscars, I think. So oh, you just so you have, have the so you have the right to vote uh, for other artists. Okay, in other so categories. she she was saying she she had that for whatever reason she was on on the board, um, and and that she wanted to nominate people she actually found interesting. She was on the producer like um, side, um, mm -hmm. and she wanted to. She said Sophie and people that maybe at the time 
weren't as recognized and and but were doing like amazing jobs uh, and, and work and as we know now because we have recognized like Sophie's work and stuff like that yeah. and they had like a pre-made list that yeah. you couldn't just like go to out of that yeah. and so it's like not rigged but it's not like even the board has a decision yeah. there and and so that's that it's I, not totally fair yeah I used to vote for the Brits and the, <gasps> oh yeah, you, then you, I love when you say random facts like that. Like, oh yeah, I used to be neighbors with Beyonce. She, we used to like <laughs> cook together on Saturdays and that stuff. Like, it's just casual. I used to yeah. mow her lawn. <laughs> I, I haven't found my Beyonce picture. I spent a few, a few. Oh, I was looking for something liar, else. Liar. The uh, voice of liar. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm starting to think, am I? No, but I definitely saw it this Christmas. Um, but no, I didn't. Anyway, no, I used to vote for the Brits and. Um, I mean, it's not like. So why do you hate them if you were allowed to vote? The Brits is the one I like more the, than than all the others because I've been to it and and it was like quite fun. <laughs> oh, so you're bitter because they don't allow you to vote <laughs> at the Grammys. I just think <laughs> I just think that I I I just find it kind of very dull. The whole thing. It's like it's sort of their choices are so random sometimes, and it's like. I don't know. Harry Styles wins loads of awards. Like who? Who, who cares? You know, I like, think it's the, the the purpose of it is is purely commercial. It's mm-hmm, to solidify yeah. the success of something that already sells. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always big major labels. In fact, the Grammys. I think it's all funded by the the big major labels. I think those are the ones that keep it going because it's an an instrument for promoting their product. Just like the Oscars is an instrument for selling mm-hmm. big pictures in Hollywood. Uh, rare now they start to give smaller movies uh, some visibility and stuff you know like uh, I don't know Triangle of Sadness from Oster- Ruben Ostland is nominated this year for best movie that's the Oscars then uh, Grammys uh, you have these weird I mean it's it's almost fun reading some of the categories they keep sort of making them up Rosalia nominated for best Latin rock album rock or 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 alternative and I can I guess they could get away saying well it is an alternative album but it's like yeah but you mean alternative rock not alternative pop because I think there's another category for Latin alternative pop. I don't know. It's just yeah, yeah. it's like every year and they the tweak it and they modify it to to cater for more people to be able. It's basically a good excuse to look. We want as many people to come so that the red carpet is fabulous and and there's all this the people getting uh, attention from mm-hmm. social media and stuff. So okay, how can we get Jack Harlow to come? We'll just invent a nomination for best uh, herb, white urban category <laughs> well, or something. Well, <laughs> I, I've got to say, like, basically, the, uh, the the nominations they do on the night are only a fraction of the total awards. If you actually look at all the the um, categories they've got, it's absolutely nuts. I yeah. mean, who was your favourite for the best spoken word poetry album this year? <laughs> I know. And like, you know, what what like uh, I don't know, best engineered album? No, that's right. Best a- new age ambient or chant album. It's a b- big one for me. Um, <laughs> you know, best. Uh, Bluegrass album. They used to have like best poker out polka album. Polka, yeah, yeah because polka, polka sells a lot because polka shifts enough records for them to consider them having their own category and 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 stuff. And it's the, the 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 there's so many country awards like country genres, the bluegrass, the blues, all those kind of rootsy American genres. There is a country music awards as well, I think. Best country solo performance, best country duo group performance, best country song, best country album. I mean, country music and and all its variants sells lots of, still sells lots of records and CDs in Walmart. It's, 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 you know, they got to keep protecting what, what 
provides income, I guess. Um, but obviously, what's beautiful about the TikTok age and the internet age and stuff is that now we get to see stuff that doesn't happen on the TV screens, like uh, behind the scenes and stuff or things that are happening in real time. I was loving the the BFF moment between Lizzo and Adele. Mm-hmm. This is little bitch Johan is going to say something. Is like, did Adele purposely ask to be sat next to Lizzo? No, no, she's I'm not going huh? Like, she's Adele. Like, they were seated at the big star's table. Like, Lizzo, were they in the... No, I don't think they were. Yeah, they were the kind same. of up the front. They, yeah. Like, they were close to the stage because they were obviously nominated and, they, mm. you know, they, they need to not have too much uh, length to walk, you know, to not make the, the uh, ceremony go on for ages because they got to go from all the way back. Um, But Adele said, like, publicly, on record, she was only attending to see Beyonce in flesh, like, in human form, like... I only came for Beyonce, like, I don't care. And when she didn't win album of the year, she stood up and left, like, in the middle of Harry's speech, like, she went to the bathroom or something. Like, she didn't care. Weren't people shouting Beyonce during Harry's speech? Yeah. That's what I heard. Oh, my God. (laughs) She must feel bad. It's like, stop it, because you're going to make me look bad now. It's like when Kanye did it, you know, it's like... Yeah, it does feel like that. He kind of dragged her, even though she she always knows how to swim out of these... uh, in situations but i get the feeling that it's like in 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 american public relations there are um let's say there are three things that you can always say when you have nothing to say just to look good it's like always uh, thank god like thanking yep. god is always like yep uh, you're always going to get a, a a good approval rating uh thank the fans mm-hmm. and say something nice about beyonce Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like if, if if you have like, like nothing. Oh, or, or I can't believe Beyonce is in the crowd. Like it's the the Brad Pitt standard for the musicians. Like yeah. at the Golden Globes, everyone was like, I can't believe I'm speaking um, in a room in where this, Brad Pitt is in. Like, and they all went, I can't believe Beyonce is standing in front of me. Yeah. So they have like these two okay. cards. But like, I love Beyonce, but this is the problem. It's just so ass licking the whole thing. You know, it's like oh yeah, oh, but just, yeah. That's just if you have to lick someone, does it has to be Beyonce's like. Well, obviously, yeah, but, like, you know, I mean... Oh. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, yes, if, if metaphorically, and yeah. if I could, literally. <laughs> no, I know you were going to say something like that. I know, I'm trying to wake up, I've been up really early. Actually, uh, I, I've got an interesting thing to say about Beyoncé that's just emerged. You know, so she, when she picks up um, her... Uh, it's nothing to do with ass. Um, when she picked up her award, I think she uh, said the queer community created the dance electronic music genre. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's thanked the community. Yeah. Finally. She was vague enough to like not do what you're going to do. Because she said she, they invented the genre, but she didn't say electronic music or dance music. She just sort of said they invented the genre. Which was quite ambiguous. What are you going to say, Ben? No, I, I mean, I think that's great. The only thing that, that it's not me making the comment is Steve Silk Curley, who was one of the f- the first house music producers, yes. who uh, posted today to Instagram, uh, kudos to Beyonce and her team for recognizing the impact of the queer community in her success. Uh, the community is frequently, unfortunately, forgotten or left out, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'd like to take a moment to address Beyonce's statement during her acceptance speech that the queer community created the dance electronic music genre. I, as one of the progenitors of house music, can testify that we're composed of both straight and gay producers who help shape the landscape of our music. We've long recognized and celebrated the inclusivity of the genre and the ongoing support of the global uh, LGBTQ plus community. My hope is that all nations will continue to groove in the house that Jack built with peace, love, unity and respect. Oh my God, boring. <laughs> I just, I just thought it was like... If you have to correct Beyonce, like, come on. 
I, I, I thought it was a bit no, of a strange interview. As if yeah. we didn't correct Beyonce the previous um, episode where she went to the Bayern. We were like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. she's going to be doing that. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I, I think it's... I don't think once you have to correct Beyonce and to... She, her album is very specific to the queer community. So if you don't understand, she's talking about boging and this kind of electronic music and you have to be like, yeah, but actually I did. Um, it's like, okay, it's not... It's, you're not going to like... Although I could kind of understand it because the people who invented house music are so overlooked, like so massively, yeah. massively overlooked. And yeah. He, yeah, but if it was so, another album that wasn't as related to the queer community, you could be right in that sense. But in this sense, it's like, yeah, but this album is so specific. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Renaissance uh, is specifically an yeah. album that is like, it's creating a context to talk about the history of queer culture yeah. thriving in, yeah. in house music. And, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm, 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 I think what Beyonce did was great. I just think this is quite interesting because I yeah, don't kind of yeah, know yeah. kind of how I feel about, about, I can understand why he did it, but I think maybe not the moment. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's also kind of, because there's still so much work to do against homophobia in a country like United States and where you have all the sort of religious uh, conservatives uh, always sort of, you know, oh, talking about Sam Smith's performance being satanic and oh, how can the Grammys allow this on TV? And uh, it's, it's, it's worshipping Satan and he's gay and this, mm -hmm. that, the other. And it's so nice that someone who's got the approval ratings, who's always been a very uh, out, kind of outspoken about how religious she is, Beyonce, she's always like, thanking God, thank God, this, that, the other, and thank, uh, thank you to the queer community. She's able to sort of m normalize it. It's like, look, you can worship God, but you can also be uh, loving of the, of the community, uh, of the LGBTQ plus community. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's always good to have such famous people in the mainstream uh, normalizing the message and stuff uh, because there's still a lot of hatred that has to be um, uh, tackled. And we're going to talk about this more with uh, what's happened with The Last of Us and on uh, such a mainstream show on HBO right now where they, 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 they there's a beautiful story. More on that later. Uh, what else to say about the Grammys? Uh, I know one thing that, that I know because of TikTok and maybe um, it's widely spread now on other platforms but if you don't have TikTok and you didn't know <laughs> but you saw the images of like J-Lo scolding like Ben Affleck <laughs> like live TV like it was not like a, a story that someone posted like where you could see in the background and J-Lo like saying something to Ben like um, scolding him about something it was like on the on the main camera like um, who was presenting Noah What's no, his name? No, Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. From the day. Um, he was like next to them and he said something like, hey, J-Lo, just after she finished like saying something to Ben. And 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 it, you could feel the tension between them. Like, <gasps> was that because he was looking bored or he something? He was looking like... He, he looked like he really hates leaving the house. Yeah. And, or the poker table. And, and, <laughs> and, I'm and, team Ben Affleck. I, no, I, but, I related to him in... I don't in, know. Yeah, but... Uh, they're both so weird, not weird, but they both have a kind of energy that I don't know how to read. So I don't yeah. know if I love them, hate them, or have neutral feelings feelings about <laughs> them. But the thing is, there's a lot of people on TikTok for some reason that know how to read lips. Um, so they read what Jennifer was um, saying to Ben and what Ben said. And, and he said like, oh, I'm just going to have one. And she said, 
um, you said you wouldn't drink. No. Oh and he my said, word. He said something like just one or, or okay or something like that. But that's what, what they were talking about, about Ben not drinking and, and him asking for a drink. Whoa! Yep. So, I mean, going on a ward show. If you if you're struggling with uh, alcohol, like Ben Affleck has, no, he's, he's I don't had his, know. Yeah, he has. Uh, yeah. He has. He's had okay. his he's had his problems with alcoholism. Uh, he's he's spoken about it openly. I think I remember. But anyway, yeah, he's he's he's, he's had his trouble with addiction. So having to go to those award shows where you're sat there for ages, and usually what they do is they give you lots of wine and drink to make the time a bit more enjoyable. And not being, you know, having to sit there with sparkly water through all that when you're not interested at all in it. You know, Ben Affleck's a major player in Hollywood. He's, I think he's okay at a film film award ceremony or anything because, you know, he's a, he's among his people. But being in a room full of musicians and stuff, I don't think it's his scene. Yeah, that, I can understand his, his curmudgeon face. So, yeah, the face was because of that specifically. Yeah, yeah. But now you've broken my heart a bit. I like, yeah, oh, I kind of like, felt like, oh, maybe that information should have been private. Um with both of them and now I <laughs> I know this because someone knows how to read lips on TikTok <laughs> it's like it's reminding me of, of uh, Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born no oh, when, yeah. when he gets drunk at the at the Grammys and, and yeah. ends up mm, making a fool out of himself and and uh, Lady Gaga's character uh, what's up with Jack Harlow's gloves I mean oh, I, I'm gonna say this once and for all look you can only get away with wearing sunglasses at night inside a room if you're a rock star, pop star, dance star, or whatever, or blind, or 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 or, 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 a, or a junkie vampire. Blind's okay with you. Good, yeah. right? Glad. Blind. Stevie okay, Wonder. No, we'll have to get that message out because that's. Yeah. Stevie Thank Wonder you for is... your approval. The blind community thanks you deeply. <laughs> but what is this with wearing gloves indoors? I mean, I'm not having it, Jack Harlow. I'm just not. I mean, what does he have? Clammy, sweaty hands, and he's embarrassed of. Of shaking hands with people and everyone realizing that he's got sweaty, clammy hang on, hands. Hang on. Michael Jackson, who you love, used to wear gloves. He wore one glove. All right. And <laughs> Michael can get away with it. It was iconic. Uh, stuff, but, but I remember even Kanye West was copying Michael Jackson at one Grammy Awards and wearing the glove as an homage. And even that is like, no, Kanye, no, 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 no. The, the one glove, only Michael could pull it off. Uh, and, and I think he only wore it when he was on stage or maybe to pick up a Grammy or whatever. But the wearing the, the the leather gloves inside, it's just, it's just, I'm not having it. It's also, it reminds me of like scenes in action movies when they're going to torture like the, the the hero and stuff and they put on gloves to punch him and stuff. I don't know. I just have a weird relationship with people wearing gloves inside rooms. I think drummers are allowed to, you know. Drummers with yeah, gloves. Yeah, because like, don't a lot of rock drummers wear leather gloves, you know. I think be Larry, Larry, what's, it, what's his face from the U2? Uh, Larry Mullen. Larry Mullen, did he used to yeah, wear gloves? I think so, you know, because it's quite hard playing with those sticks. You know, and you get indoors. Yeah, but you, you lose sensibility. sensitivity. Nah, I, don't, I don't have nah, like a fingerless, visual... Fingerless, I'm not talking about like... Oh, fingerless drumming gloves so that you don't get a callus on on yeah. this on the part that's, you know, the, the what do you call this part of the hand where you're beneath the fingers, where, the, where you, you know... The, Does it have a name? Yeah, it in must. Spanish, the almohadillas, no? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> of course it's got a name. Let's look at... Well, okay, we'll look it up for next week. Above the palm. Above the palm. Yeah. You know, where you have got where, where you will get calluses when you're, you know, riding a bicycle for a long time or everything. You know, you get those little calluses. Well, drummers, I, I imagine. Okay, uh, fair enough. Uh, a drummer, justified. That, yeah, the, the, also the, the, the fingerless, the, the fingertipless gloves... What do you think of them, Mar? I hate them. And yeah. Paris Hilton loved them. And I love Paris Hilton, but it's like, 
oh my god, Paris. Day. But she didn't wear them in the Grammys because I looked what she was wearing and she didn't wear the fingerless gloves. To me, it's like, because I'm younger than you, if you haven't noticed. Um, to me, it's like Hannah Montana. There's like a season where she wears um, fingerless um, gloves um, every time she's, every time Miley Cyrus is Hannah Montana. And I love them. But now it's like only for Hannah, not not you, Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and I, uh, but full on gloves. But like full on gloves, uh, as Harlow if you're skiing. Go for it. It's like, okay, if you want to be like hot inside. I think I he should care. have worn mittens. That would really been pushing it. <laughs> yeah. I do like, for instance, old glamorous Hollywood, you know, the, the gloves that late dames would wear that, that are up to the oh, yeah. uh, elbow. You know, that's very old fashioned and stuff. That, that, you Don't know, just I guess. Cat wore that, like, wore like yeah. latex gloves, like, all yeah, the way that's to okay. The, that's cool. But yeah. like, generally, dudes wearing like the leather glove inside, I don't know, it's just like, it's, it's, it just doesn't feel right with the world. Okay, I think that's. Uh, but enough about gloves. Uh, enough of yeah, and, and I mean, there was, I was gonna uh, oh, move on, but yeah. let's move on. Let's move on. It's twenty minutes. Uh, let's uh, play a song by someone who performed at the Grammys in a wonderful medley, homaging uh, the history of hip hop, directed by uh, the Roots. Uh, the Roots is Questlove, who performed as the backing band for some of the greatest legends and pioneers of hip hop. Uh, one of them performing was uh, De La Soul. This is De La Soul, whose uh, first albums are now going to be available on streaming platforms since they've, I imagine, they've cleared the samples. Well, that is billed as De La Soul and Otis Redding. Yes, Which exactly, because is... it samples uh, the whistling from sitting at the dock of the, the bay. Yeah. Anyway, um, there's been uh, still talking about Beyonce because she has announced her Renaissance World Tour and uh, you can already apply to be on the waiting list to purchase your ticket. But people have already purchased them. Yes. Have you? Not me. I didn't. We're going to be in Madrid. Yeah, I don't care. What? We're, we t- we're quitting the, same, the weekly review. <laughs> is it the same weekend as Primavera Sound? Yes. Yeah, it's, the, it's like but, Thursday, I think. Yeah, but we can go oh to Brussels God. or something. I don't know. I when, when somebody unnamed in the team sent around the link to tickets, I very excitedly went on there. Mm. Um, and I was like going through it. And then I was like, oh, hang on. It's that Thursday. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh. Yes, I already know it's the same weekend as Primavera, which is cool because <laughs> we will be at Primavera, but... Well, you might be able to... No, to go somewhere else, I was thinking, but the thing I don't get is how has some people managed to get the ticket already? Well, apparently there was a glitch as in the, in the oh, system. No, a glitch. Or that's what a friend of mine who managed to purchase her ticket for 92 euros... Oh, uh, which that's quite good. That's quite good. I mean, uh, it's it's not it's not cheap, but it's not 500 uh, euros like Madonna's tickets are now costing on resale tickets, resale platforms. Uh, she said that she managed to do it because there was some kind. There must have been a glitch in the in the in the Ticketmaster website, and all of a sudden people were able to purchase tickets before. But when I went, I was put into a queue after 300,000 people. So, so when's the official date? Or is tomorrow? I think tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I don't understand the difference between pre-sale and actual sale. Date. You have to register with Live Nation for the pre-sale. I think. Oh, so, so if that's you've got an account the there, you can, you can do it. And if you're just like, I think so. so it's putting yes. your email. I yeah. So yeah. Okay. <sighs> but I'm so nervous. I want to go. Where are you gonna go? I, I don't know. 
it's 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 because i think barcelona are among the latest ones to go on sale so if you want to take it somewhere else you need to move there's one in france i think in, yeah in yeah but paris had like three hundred thousand no, people but waiting in the south, like marseille no there's somewhere marseille, really random yeah. i think she's no but marseille she's playing as well because i looked there because i was like oh i'm gonna go to marseille why yeah. doesn't she just add more dates i mean come i mean what is it from exhaustion or something is it too it's tiresome? quite good actually like the fact that she even comes to spain and stuff and she chose barcelona and stuff yeah. I, I think it's quite a, like a normal tour. It's not like the ones that you see like Europe tour and it's only the UK and yeah, Paris. And Germany yeah. maybe. Her dad was saying, I think, that she uh, it really takes it out on her touring um, and she finds it very hard, which is why it's a relatively short tour. It's because she doesn't phone it in. She doesn't just like, oh, wake no, up at six yeah. in the afternoon and all right, take me to the venue and like move my ass. No, she's like, she she must do like incredible training. Uh, I mean, I heard this about Rosalia and Rosalia is what, 26 or 28 now years old and, and uh, you 30, know. 30, I think. Yeah. She, she turned 30? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, still, uh, I asked a friend uh, who works on her tour if, if uh, they could arrange a meet and greet for some friends. Uh, just <laughs> wondering, pondering. And he said, no, mate, she doesn't do meet and greets. Rosalia has a very strict uh, training regime when she's on tour. Uh, she will have lunch uh, at the venue. Uh, maybe sometimes she will go out with the dancers and stuff and have lunch at some restaurant and whatever. But generally, okay, whatever. After lunch, she's at the venue. She starts doing her vocal training and her war and her physical warm ups every every night that she performs, and uh, and she doesn't stay to party much or anything. When, I remember Barcelona. They rented uh, the bottom the cabaret at the Edition Hotel. All her crew went. All her dancers went, but she was nowhere to be seen. Uh, she goes straight to the hotel and and, and rests for the night. You know, so she's, a, and I think she learns from, she takes a lot of lessons from people like Beyonce, who's got a very strict, mm -hmm. um, you know, she takes care of herself. They have to sing every night. Exhaustion is a part of, is a very important factor of how people, singers lose their voices after playing for 30 nights straight. So, uh, you know, charging what they charge, you know, that's that's very admirable behavior from a rock, uh, from a, from a artist. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. There's been a um, just to talk about the 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 what people have been worrying about after what's been happening with the Madonna tour, where tickets go uh, get sold out within hours and then they start to appear for resale on uh, official websites that resell tickets. So there's a lot of uh, shady rumors that claim that a lot of these legal resale websites. Uh, are partly owned or associated with the big ticket selling, the original ticket selling websites. So they're actually making a bit of a profit by the resale prices that usually start at double the price and they keep going higher and higher. And, uh, well, we've already talked about how in the United States the Supreme Court is starting to take a look after what happened with the Taylor Swift tour uh, ticket sales, that they're, they're going to start taking uh, a lot of the big companies to, to court to ask them exactly what, how they're practicing their commercial activities and uh, how this is a sort of a monopoly where they're fixing prices and, and, and toying with the market. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm being very vague. 
uh, I think we should just move on. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. Well, we this... need to we need to flag up your your uh, interview. Exactly. That's what it's like. Where am I going with this? Okay, <laughs> okay. This is now when we start to auto promote Primavera Sounds ticket sales because uh, a lot of ticket. Uh, well, whenever the lineup is released or when the when the tickets are put on sale for a new festival. Uh, year there's a lot of um there's some resentment some people are saying wow the price it keeps getting more expensive it's very expensive primavera sound tickets etc but uh we interviewed alfonso lanza one of the co-directors of the festival last week to answer a lot of uh questions that people have been posting on primavera sound social media and uh he came to candidly uh talk about uh stuff like the prices of tickets he, he told us, he answered, um, I'm paraphrasing, that uh, you have to consider that Primavera Sound has been consistently regarded by professionals as one of the top five festivals in the world compared to Coachella, Roskilde, Glastonbury and Lollapalooza, for instance. Well, out of all those festivals, it sells the most affordable tickets uh, compared to all of them. Um, last week, for instance, just to give you an example of the value for money that you get with a Primavera Sound ticket that is just under 300 euros for a full festival pass. Isn't it over 300? Isn't it 325? Or am I? VIP. No, I think not. Hang on, hang on. Here, here's me like not knowing the price of a coffee like the president of Spain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's the price? I think it is. Um, yeah, it's 325 euros. Okay, sorry, but early bird, early, sorry, sorry, uh, this is my confusion. When it's an early bird ticket, when they go out on sale without announcing lineup, they are 290 euros, if I'm not mistaken. That's early bird ticket, right? And uh, if you consider what the festival tickets used to cost in the first editions of Primavera Sound, I think they were available for 160. 160 euros a, a, a festival pass for two days. I'm being very, I'm muddling up my my half-assed research. Anyway, if you consider it's a 20-year festival, the rise in ticket prices hasn't been that considerable uh, over the years. Anyway, the value for money. You know how much tickets for seeing just Depeche Mode alone in the United States on a mid-level uh, seat costs? $400 and upwards. Just to see one band, Depeche Mode, okay? Okay, it's a headlining band. It's a headline tour. $400 upwards. So for 325 euros, you get a festival pass where not only do you get to see Depeche Mode, you get to see a whole load of other mm, top-tier and mid-level bands and all the other stuff that you can see. Usually you can have a media of trying to see maybe what? At best, seven gigs, seven full gigs in per day at a festival. So if you do the math, it kind of works out nicely in comparison to what a lot of uh, shows cost these days. Now, he also answered the matter of the extra activities outside of the main festival location, like concerts in the city the previous nights. They require a reservation uh, system where ticket holders must pay a deposit to guarantee their attendance. Once inside the concert, that deposit will be transferable into drink tokens and if none of that deposit is consumed, the application that you used to uh, uh, make the reservation will refund that amount into your account. Okay. In case of the inaugural night with Pet Shop Boys in both cities, it is free for non-ticket holders too, but until completing venue capacity. First come, first served, basically. Just like the auditorium gigs in Barcelona, which, by the way, include Laurie Anderson, John Cale, Swans, 
Boris inside the auditorium. Those are very special gigs, but also it's a limited capacity. You have to queue in Barcelona, first come, first served. In Madrid, however, since the auditorium gigs will be happening in the legendary Lope de Vega Theatre in the Madrid Centre, it will also require seat reservation with a refundable deposit. The refundable thing they've installed this year because last year they had this problem with the brunch session on the last Sunday. Last year it was reserv- you could reserve a, an entry into the brunch without a deposit. What happened? This led to thousands of people reserving a ticket and then not showing up leaving a lot of people with FOMO at home who didn't even go to try to get in, thinking that it was already booked to full capacity. So this year, the only way the festival can guarantee that people show up is charging a deposit. If you do not show up, you lose your deposit. I think it's uh, fair enough. I'm going to say, like, if I am very tired and emotional from the night before, I'm not going to go and see swans in, in the auditory. I made, <laughs> I made this mistake last last year that I was like I was very tired and emotional and I wandered into the auditory to see the caretaker who was playing like this like droning ambient music with massive images of the shining on the wall and like you know what the auditorium is like it's really dark and all the things but now it's just like ah I'm not not enjoying this and I couldn't work out how to leave because like there was no no lights I mean swans like nothing at swans but yeah swans is intense yeah and it's loud and and boris the same you know it's like this kind of drone slowed down metal to be able to see that in the black room of the auditorium i'm thinking that the boris might keep it really dark and not put too much light on autiker did that last year and that was wonderful what did you get in i managed to get in Ah. so okay here's a trick for auditorium uh y'all listeners uh, queue up even if like they say right it's full capacity a lot of people go in take a seat but after 20 minutes they get up and leave because they they might not be into it or whatever it happens a lot so you always end up getting in and being able to see if not the full show part of the show it's worth queuing up uh usually you, you always end up getting in no matter how long the queue is um and uh, now we're going to play a little bit of las robertas to give way to our list of festival etiquette Ah, Las Robertas with Sonora. Uh, Now, we've come up with a list of festival etiquette. Uh, How to behave in a festival. Why? Because we sit around thinking of ways of entertaining you, dear listeners. So, and also because we're kind of riding the piggyback of an idea that the cut had by putting a general etiquette of how to behave in society. It was a very interesting read. I kind of agreed with a lot of it it's like yeah I knew that but a lot of things I didn't know I realised there's one that I've been doing and I've done and I was like oh dear which is don't be loudly naive about dating apps if you're in a relationship Mm -hmm. which is something I did just a couple of weekends ago and uh, I'd like to apologise for uh, what was did they argue why it sounds condescending, like, yeah. oh my God, I'm such in a stable relationship. I wouldn't be able to know these things that you know, you loser fucker who doesn't have a relationship. <laughs> oh, you see, like, mm. you're so lame. I'm so sorry for you. Can you explain that again? Is that how you find love? <laughs> because you don't have human connections actually in the street and where pe- normal people found it. Oh my God, please <laughs> tell me more about it. That's so cute. So yeah, I'm not going to be doing that again. That's what you did then. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I thoroughly apologise. I won't say who it was, but I thoroughly apologise to the person I was speaking to 
about dating apps. I know. So I guess it's like, you know, when you're just blind about something, you know, like privileged people like think, oh, I don't know what it's like to fly in coach. I, w- I don't think I'd ever be able mm. to or something like that. It's like, oh, oh, thank you for reminding us that we're poor and yeah. whatever. So, But I've never said it with that intention, but I guess that someone is, could yeah. sort of say, oh, look at you. You met your girlfriend in the street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But this is why I like these kind of rules because like some of them, are just eye-opening. funny some of them ridiculous some of them are obvious and, and uh, like there was one that literally i was like oh yeah no i shouldn't i shouldn't do that i love that yeah i i read them all like i saw people commenting on on twitter about the the article because it went kind of viral because it's so good um but i i was <laughs> i wasn't we bothered um to click on it and and i did it like much later than normal people did and i i think they're so intelligent because all the all of the things they mentioned are kind of like you said, kind of obvious. But it's the obvious things that are the most difficult things to to think out front because it's it feels like it's engraved in your brain, yeah. so you don't talk about them. But having uh, them written down, it's like yeah, of course, I feel kind of bad when people like um, are condescending about like dating apps or um, stuff like that. It's like it's not something that I thought out loud but i i did feel like that if some i would or like i under i don't know it, i think this is like how to be a genius it feels more genius than actual like academic research it's like yeah. okay you spent a lot of time researching this but someone <laughs> who is able to put into words things that you don't even process yeah that's the, the actual genius i like number 34 actually it's great to talk about the weather it was 60 degrees <laughs> in january yes. that's what I was to say and it's kind of true I, isn't it it's i got like, cheery when it went because it, it's it's it, it, there's a stigma around talking about yeah. weather it's like oh god you're not going to talk about the weather really and are you that stupid and it's like no it's nice it's i don't know acknowledging the weather it's it's like where well, i am where i well what? the other thing is like you know we're not in like LA where it's sort of the same well all right Barcelona weather is, is generally quite stable isn't it but like you know it's not it does it does still change we do have like different things going on you know and if you're in the UK or something you have to talk about the weather because every day is flipping yeah different you plus know? it's an icebreaker ice breaking is 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 a is a gentle part of the of the human experience you know it's like uh, look i don't know you so let's uh, but we must talk about something i think we can all agree it's it's great it's cold out isn't it yeah yeah woof Oh yeah, I had to wear three layers of jackets. <laughs> you know, and and you just sort of, and and even though you're 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 saying mundane or uh, useless nonsense information, uh, there are vibes happening when you open the mouth and you look into other, other person's Another eyes. thing they said, vibes is out. You cannot say vibes anymore. I think they, did they say that, or am I just confusing the? I think the there was something <laughs> no. about vibes. No, 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 no. You can say if you hear rumbling. This is the only mention of vibes. I've just searched yeah. it. If you hear rumblings of layoffs and are wondering if friend or acquaintance was affected the gentlest way to inquire is sounds like a tough day at insert company or team name sending good vibes oh vibes I, are I, in. I, I, I was i don't know which list i saw it but i someone said saying the word vibes is out just like when mood um saying the word mm. mood was was very in like 2010s so I, how many lists have i read <laughs> i should stop out reading lists in um having an actual thought by myself. I love how offended people got by this list. I know. I mean, this ridiculous list. The cat list. Yeah, the independent, the independent says it sparks debate with deranged list of new etiquette rules. It's not that deranged. It's not deranged at all. I I am on the side of the internet when everyone loved it. 
Oh my god! There, there, there were a couple that made me think. Like the the one that uh, the more deranged, the better. Yeah, they, they were talking about I think food allergies. Basically, the cut says like if you've got a food allergy or, or a specific food thing, and you're going to a dinner dinner party, right? Mm-hmm. Don't say anything about it because it's you know just it's you you get there and you do kind of what you can basically, um, and people sort of basically said that makes it quite quite. Uh, offensive you know it's like well you've obviously never suffered from from insert food allergy here you know that that kind of thing that was one thing that people got quite annoyed about and the other thing oh was the old classic splitting the bill yeah Um, what was the what was the etiquette on that the cut is just like split the bill equally and someone was like yeah well you've obviously never not had enough money to do you know to to pay your bills or whatever you know Oh, hang on, wait. But it, it, it depends if it's a it's if it's a two person date or if it's a table of three or this four. This is table they're talking about. Table of more than two people. Yeah, yeah. Like uh-huh. full on dinner. Split. I'm I'm in splitting it equally. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fair. I love that. I loved that about the Swedish. Out the the first time I was in Sweden, there was just no qualm about like yeah yeah uh, paying what they had rather than splitting it equally. They were really sort of casual about no no I had the more you know I had the thing so charge you know they they worked out what each where whereas some people think oh that's really tacky or 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 yeah it's really but they they actually went into that in in that like if you had a lot more drinks or if you had like yeah. a, a bit more of course then we're not doing equally and you should offer to pay more or, or pay the tip or, they, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly they yeah. have tips there so I, it works differently but. Um, yeah, if it's just like a euro or two, like I think it's better. Yeah, it's less exactly. of a, a headache, like going one by one. But you had this, but we shared that, and then I had this by myself, and yeah. then it's like we split it, and that's it. We split exactly, exactly. But um, but talking about the something about the split. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 there was the thing about the dinner parties. I read once that uh, it, in, in another one of these lists about how to behave in Thanksgiving, apparently it's rude to bring food to a dinner party where the host is already making the food. Uh, apparently it's like... Well, Sweden is like just another world. Like No, not in Sweden. This yeah. was a thanks- Sweden American Thanksgiving. Yeah. Sweden, right? Yeah, I know so, what you're going to say. It's, it's madness. About kids? Yeah. Yeah. What? Apparently, if you have like your kid's friend around your house in Sweden, yeah. yeah, you don't offer them lunch. What? Or or dinner or whatever yeah. you're having. Like, uh, there were TikToks of people from Sweden reacting to people um, discovering this is what happens. And people were like, are you like just playing in the room? Like they said, like, you could be just playing in the room, like, I don't know, doing a kid's game. And then the person who lives in the house, like the kid that lives in the house is like, Oh, um, wait a moment! I'm gonna have dinner now. I'm I'm coming right back no up, and the other way. kid stays there, like waiting. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, it doesn't make any sense. Like, this wh- from one of the most advanced societies yeah. in 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 the on the planet. Okay, why? I, th- I think they explained it as it was actually a kind of Swedish equality thing, in that something like you know you don't want to like embarrass them by giving them something that might be. A lot better than they might have in their house, or a lot worse, and then you don't want to create the obligation. I can't quite remember, but, uh, but there was like an an. an, uh, an I hope that is if it's like a sleepover and you have like their <laughs> dinner and breakfast and maybe lunch, they give you at least something because then the kids are starved. I, don't I know. <laughs> I mean, children get hungry. I mean, because 
it's always been something of like a, 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 a parent will be proud of, oh, I've educated my child so well that they can go to any house and they will eat whatever they are served. They won't be like, uh, it's because I don't like cheese like I am. I don't like cheese. <laughs> I don't eat that. Or uh, I have a... Do you uh, like cheese? I don't like cheese. Good <gasps> God. Okay. I know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's I know. It I, doesn't make sense that I know. you don't. I, Especially you. It's una mania from since I was a child. One day I decided I got angry with cheese. And it's like, mom, I don't want cheese anymore. And angry? Literally angry? I was. I remember perfectly. I, my mother would, every morning, she'd bring, my little breakfast would be like a, like one of those Nordic uh, type of crackers. Uh, like, yeah. n- uh, not Norwegian black bread, but one of those sort of revita, one of those with a slice of, I don't know if it was camembert and stuff. And I remember that, I remember it was, I was super young. I was maybe four or three. And I remember I was like, angry at something i was angry like the the first time i remember being just naturally angry for no reason and i took it out on the cheese and it's like i don't want cheese anymore and my mom was like okay okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm figure out what the fuck to get this child <laughs> in the morning uh and and that was my war on cheese oh my favorite one of my favorite barceloninas uh marta de riezu wrote a beautiful thing in her book agua y jabón um it's nice to invite for lunch for no reason just like Im- yeah, invite yeah. a friend for lunch. Like when you meet a friend for lunch and stuff and you're usually like splitting the bill, it's like, yeah. just like, you know what? That's I'll pay. Ki- that kind of was on the list too. Like having gifts for no reason. Like exactly. giving someone yeah. a gift for no reason. Like, oh, I was thinking of you. Or I'm just feeling extra grateful that you're here with me. So I'm going to invite yeah. you to this lunch yeah. or stuff like that. Yeah, I feel like that's if very nice. Yeah, yep. it's uh, and I remember I read it just at, a, at the same week that I was meeting a friend, uh, two friends, in fact, for lunch, and and it stuck into my mind. And it's like, you know what, um, you know, I paid for lunch, and and it's just a night, yeah, it's just a random act of kindness that's super nice, and it's also karma because I, I don't know how many times I've been invited and stuff, and and it's like, you know, uh, that kind of thing of pay it forward, mm-hmm. like don't always give the favor back out of a sense of debt, like some if someone does something nice to you, pay it forward to someone yeah. else, you know, like in that movie with Kevin Spacey and Hayley Joel Osment. It was a very good concept that it should have trended more, paying it forward. <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about the etiquette of how to behave in a festival before we run out of time. Uh, so, um, things like, for instance, I discovered while I was watching <laughs> Phoenix last year, I got super excited. I was like, wow, like enjoying, I think it's the concert I enjoyed the most and I've seen them so many times, but I was just like really into that show. And I started, I had my little towel, which I used to wipe my sweat, like a Japanese man tourist. Uh, <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> okay. Specific. No, you, when you see those Japanese really? men with a, with a towel wrapped around their neck, you know, to, to absorb all the ex- one, but, um, in summer or or, or 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 Chinese or Japanese Asian tourists in general, it's it's typical. You see them walking with with a towel wrapped around their neck, you know. Well, anyway, my lovely sweaty towel, I was waving it around <laughs> like in a tor- in a spinning it like a tornado, like like oh, in a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. I don't know. I was super excited and I just wanted to take up space. And this girl, obviously from Barcelona, oye, 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 cuidado, eh? Like, cool it. Don't be too excited. I was like, oh, sorry, sorry. My excitement is molesting, is is, is disturbing your, your peace. I think I would be that girl. Oh, God. <laughs> she cut my vibe totally. I was like thinking, Kedrit Lamar song, don't kill my vibe. And from, from that moment on, I was cohibited in my little um, space of like, don't just be excited, but make sure you just. Raise your hands in in vertical, you know, make sure you don't bump into her. And she was well away. She was like I, a meter away. I was at there with you there 
and you were. I thought it was absolutely one hundred percent acceptable to twirl your towel, particularly as you did it with a kind of like you were like moving your leg in it. It was like a dance. It was like a twirling. Yeah, towel. it helped me have this little momentum, and, and that gets me onto one of my festival etiquette things, which it's sort of in there. Like you should never, ever, ever criticize anyone's dancing. Oh no! So yeah. you know, this is two bits of etiquette coming up against each other, mm-hmm. and this ties in with another very important festival etiquette: do not film random people who are oh, having yeah. a great time yeah, if if they're like dancing yeah. in a funny way or like yeah. abandoned to wild hedonism. Do not do it. Wasn't there a club that Fabric Fabric yeah banned yeah. a person f- who was uh, filming people who were a little bit uh, off their heads and they were posting it no, on TikTok? No, no, not off their heads. Like there's this one older man who goes oh, to yeah. who used to go to Fabric or still does like every week. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't like, you know, get really off it but just has a, a has a dance that is his own dance. I haven't haven't looked at it, but it's it's quite distinctive apparently. All good. Yeah. And like someone took a picture. Look at this. Person. Like kind of shaming yeah, the person yeah, yeah. on their Twitter and stuff. And Fabric said, "Right, you're banned." Yeah. You know, for, good, uh, on uh, good one, Fabric. Uh, so yeah, do not film people in in various states of uh, hedonistic wild abandon, uh, especially to post it on your social media for ex- in exchange for likes. That is just uh, punishable upon death. You should be sent to Iran. Uh, if you were watching be Thie- Big Thief, be as silent as a mouse and only show appreciation by weeping and sighing after each song. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Clap only by patting the fingers on your right hand on uh, with the... Uh, uh, sorry. Clap it, only by patting the fingers on your right hand, the bass on your left hand, like this. This only for Big Thief or... For all? Big Thief and those type of concerts. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm not clapping like that at a Charlie X in X concert. No, there you can let, <laughs> okay. let yourself go wild. But in okay. those kind of concerts where okay. everything is soft... Mara, yeah. I have an excellent clapping idea, right? Okay. Although neither of you are married. So, um, <laughs> oh, bad luck. I love this. Shit. Bad luck. Is this like the dating the, the, the app um, thing? Yeah, ah, the shaming. Yeah, yeah. The, oh, shaming sorry, not people. for you. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Oh, oh, you're, you're not, oh, you're not married. Oh, you uh, haven't found true love. Oh, my God. I'm oh, so wow. sorry. Okay. <laughs> Listen, wedding ring on glass. Okay, could, so, could, could be another Find me a ring. man or a woman so you or have, whoever you want first. But you can wear a ring, you know, you just need to be quite No, sturdy. you said it has to be a wedding band. So. Okay, I'll take it back. <laughs> well, or if you're ring. a person who wears rings, like a gangster rapper or whatever. Or, or Mr. T. Or, or Mr. <laughs> yeah. T, you know, because you could. that's a way of clapping with your hand in your pocket. No? Because you can, because you, oh, or, or do you need to, ha- no, no, you but can I, have one hand and. No, the, you generally need another, clap. but the thing is you can make like a good respectable amount of noise, you know. Do it so again, yes, do I it am again. enjoying this. Hit the little glass bars. Yeah. ASMR. No, well done. Well done, Big yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. It's uh, dangerous because people might look to you like expecting a speech. Like in a wedding. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's going to speak. It's like, no, I'm just showing the appreciation. I think it was some kind of. Um, new art performance. Oh my god, <laughs> the band brought a rando and he's gonna do something. <laughs> uh, rattled you, they used to say rattle your jewelry uh, when you'd go to the opera and something, you know, like rich people wearing jewelry. It's like rattle your jewelry as a euphemism <gasps> for clapping. I think John Lennon said that. I love Did that. He? that yeah. Finally, sold me. I want to rattle my jewelry. Rattle. Like, I'm gonna wear so much, like. Fake jewelry that people. Okay. <laughs> when you clap, it's just like it's, you're like a maraca or one of those. Oh, uh, or like Dolly Parton when she has um when she was younger and she had fake nails. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was true or not, but she said that a lot of the noises like the 
country songs that have noise. Yes. Like she did it with her nails. Yes. So I'm gonna have like my acrylics on, and I'm gonna clap with my acrylic nails. I saw that like video. Dolly. I think she was explaining how she came up with Jolene, and she yeah, was like, was, rattling, yeah. like scratching her nails. She's like the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Queen. I uh, that I can't stand people doing things with their nails. Uh, like, I, I, that's, that's the I one thing that really gets me. I can stand people, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean like? No, you doesn't like, even make a sound. It's silent. Okay, no, no right, like no, acrylic thinking, nails. You yeah, mean, and, and and it's just like it's, it's that kind of thing. Like if people are filing their nails anywhere, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, have yeah, to, yeah. I have to just leave. I can't handle it. And it's my problem, not theirs. Maybe obviously. this is the way for me to gain space in a concert. <laughs> like move, move <laughs> with my nails. Uh, okay, do not attempt to carry more than three plastic glasses of beer into the front row of a mm-hmm. headliner concert like the Pets Mode. I've seen this at every festival move and they and they've got like four or five they're trying to yep. like cramp them in and they've got one holding another one by the teeth and the the beer glasses in primavera i think it's like more than 33 centiliters uh, i don't know they're big they're they're bigish they're not the super massive uh, catchies as we used to call them the liter ones but also yeah it's like and they're walking and they're spilling it all over mm. and and they're wetting themselves they're they're <laughs> wetting people around them and it's just pointless it's like look just just I mean, I understand that you want to, you're going to be there for an hour or whatever watching a show. and But, you know, look at the, the wonderful mochila people, the ones who have yeah, a beer yeah. on the backpack. Mm-hmm. Make use of them. They're, they're, they're heroes. Or drink whiskey. Or drink whiskey. Have your little whiskey. Oh, you no, 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 no. I'm not oh, suggesting oh, like that. Order a whiskey and sip <laughs> it. Order, order like a, uh, if, you, if you really need that amount of alcohol. Yeah. Um, and I'm not criticizing anyone because, you know. Um, but, you know, if you, if you buy like a... a a whiskey, pretty big measure yeah. in Spain, right? Yeah. And that's and you just take it in a glass like that, a small kind of glass, not gonna. Yeah, but you know, when you're thirsty, you want yeah. beer. You want beer, like like you know that that festival heat and the body heat. You, I understand the how how quenching a lovely uh, beer can be at a at a gig, but but the whole thing of the the carrying too much that you, it's just too uncomfortable and 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 it's a wasted beer. <laughs> no. Anyway, buy your own packet of cigarettes. Just because you only smoke when you go out and drink doesn't mean proper smokers need to fund your whimsical puff. Carry a pack of Kleenex in your pocket. It'll be welcome at some point. In fact, baby wipes are welcome too. Though highly unecological, they may save you from unexpected bowel urgencies in a port I've got to say, like, I went to lots of festivals as a, as a child and kind of like one... Well, child. <laughs> child. No, well, adolescent. All right, you know, you know like sort of 16... <laughs> Um, and uh, I never even associated baby wipes with babies until I had a baby. You know, cause it was like because you just bring them, you're like, oh, I'll have a nice sort of clean myself, yeah. you know, down like that. And and then you have a baby, like, oh, they're also good for babies' butts, you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're, 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 festival wipes. Yeah, festival wipes. Festi wipes. <laughs> There's so many things we could brand and make a mon- make money on in this primavera if we were allowed. <laughs> anyway, uh, it is okay to wear sunglasses at night. Protect your dignity. Well, if you're blind. <laughs> <laughs> but in a festival where usually you do welcome the dawn, it is very typical, you know, protect your dignity. Uh, do uh, uh, do not bring your acoustic guitar to a festival unless you're on the bill. If, yeah, okay, because I, I know of someone who are did. Are you allowed to? Like, if you go from in the main entrance, Ooh. like specifically... At Primavera, I'm imagining someone bringing the guitar and the and security being like, "Oh, that's not allowed." I ah, well, no, because I you're, don't know. you're not allowed to bring in uh, an object that could be 
punzante, uh, an object that could be used to hit, hit someone, someone or yeah. harm and someone. Do you think be- a guitar falls under that? Yeah, category? because they, because oh, there was the, the fan sticks. Yeah, the fan sticks the for a big, stick. pi- not not big yeah. uh, dream catcher. Yeah. There was this problem that it was considered uh, an object that could uh, yeah. be poked or you know poke someone's eye out by accident. So a guitar, I guess, falls under that. But I remember someone who managed to smuggle in or get it in because they were going to be interviewed for some kind of thing. And they brought their guitar and all they wanted to do was just walk around like saying, yeah, I want everyone to know that I'm a musician, even oh though I'm not God. on the bill. It was just the most pathetic. And it was someone who's very famous. <gasps> Come on. Oh, my God. Who was, in, who was in first class. <laughs> but I don't want to shame him any, okay. anymore. I, but you can imagine who. No, I can. Can I introduce an exception to this rule? Yeah. I think you're allowed to bring an acoustic guitar to Glastonbury. Really? No. Glastonbury saying, yeah, a lot of different but things. But leave it in Glastonbury, the campsite. A lot, a lot of different things. Like I can understand in the campsite if you're camping and you want to have your guitar to sing Oasis yeah, songs, like, Wonderwall no, again. <laughs> I imagine being at the campsite, like being hangover or being tired by a day and seeing the fucker the, from, the, <laughs> <laughs> from the next door, um, like... Uh, yeah, it's like, good maybe. And it's like, oh my God, shut up. Don't yeah. bring your guitar. Different, There's no different exception. standards apply. Different standards apply. I think. I think you are allowed at Glastonbury. I would allow. Right. Okay. Well. Uh, well, at Primavera Sound, it is. You. It is not welcome. In fact, do not bring bongos to a <laughs> festival, even if you are on the lineup. <laughs> do. <laughs> do not air flute. In fact, do not air. Hang on. Hang on. Isn't, kind of isn't like a very famous percussion percussionist playing at this year's Primavera? Hang on. Yeah. Oh, I'm, Eddie, I'm, Eddie Palmieri. Yeah. Okay. Eddie, unless you're Eddie Palmieri, <laughs> or if you're. Yeah, okay. If you're a pro- no, no, bongos are welcome on stage. Bongos are welcome. Sorry, I was being <laughs> harsh. But I was, I was thinking of the the dodgy kind of campsite bongos that keep you up in the in the morning. Uh, yeah, air flute. We've talked about it uh, previously on the weekly review. Do not do the air flute. It just, it's not a good look. Um, apparently, smoking in the front rows is unwelcomed. Because if you're, you know, if you're like tightly yeah, packed and you're not a smoker. Yeah, the front row. Yeah, I, I, I remember lighting a cigarette once at a festival many years ago. And, and the hate I was getting, the, the bad vibes I was getting from around me made me put it out immediately. No one needed to tell me anything. It was just like, uh, leave your phone at the entrance. Live in the moment. Stop what? creating FOMO. What entrance? Hmm? Like, leave it? Where? Leave it and the, there's a there's oh, a there's, there's lockers. There used to be lockers. I don't know if they've taken it out. There used to be. Well, leave it in the car park or leave it at home. Try le- try living Give without it to a mobile someone phone. Else. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to the person that's trying to rob you. Like, <laughs> give up your phone. <laughs> give it to the people that yeah, the, the pickpockets, the the pocket pickers. Anyway, damn it, we had no. Oh, no. Uh, uh, oh, uh, and pick up your rubbish. Uh, uh, I'd love to talk to you, but if you're not. If you're too drunk to remember your own questions. What? What is this? I'd love to talk to you, but not if you're too drunk to remember your own questions. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't be pesado. Don't be a pesado. And I'm afraid we don't have time to review our album of the week, The Weave, but we may say something about it in this Friday's weekly review with Ben Cardew. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed our etiquette and all the other things that we've talked about on this weekly review episode. Uh, Thank you, Andre Ignat, for producing. Uh, This was The Weekly Review.